Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Distilled Podcast. My name is Jonathan Gaby, and I'm your master distiller here on the show. On this podcast, you'll hear from industry experts as well as myself to learn more about marketing and take what might be complicated and hard to understand topics and distill them down into actionable strategies and well-executed tactics for your business, organization, or brand. Whether you're new to marketing, social media, digital marketing, heck, anything online, or you've been doing this for quite some time, you're sure to hear something new, get a fresh perspective, or reinforce what you've already learned. You might even get a new idea for your next marketing campaign, product, or service. So pour yourself a beverage, grab a pen and paper, or just sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Marketing Distilled. want to ask you a question. Are you satisfied with your marketing efforts? If you aren't, maybe it's time to try a new way to market your business. On this episode of Marketing Distilled, I will walk you through a framework that I have learned. I think this framework is far superior to others that businesses and marketing professionals might use in their business. Perhaps you've heard of it. Of it. Maybe you haven't. Well, today on the podcast, I'll introduce you to the best marketing framework I know of. This framework is called Big Picture, and it was developed by two educators and practitioners in marketing, Dr. Christy Nordhelm and Dr. Marta Depina Barone. Dr. Nordhelm founded the Big Picture Partners and began to implement this framework with companies such as Johnson & Johnson, Philips, and Ecolab. Currently, she teaches at Georgetown University in D.C., and Dr. Depina Barone is the current managing partner of the Big Picture Partners, LLC, where she consults with major businesses and organizations to use the Big Picture Framework to make smarter marketing decisions. 
Much of the material I'll be talking about is from my work as a graduate student at the University of Cincinnati, where I currently study under Professor Drew Boyd and learn the big picture marketing framework from him. I'm currently applying the big picture framework to my work in my capstone project in my final semester. So what is the big picture framework? I'll break down this framework in this episode of Marketing Distilled. But first, a word from our sponsor, Evernote. This episode of Marketing Distilled is sponsored by Evernote. With our lives becoming more complex every day, Evernote helps you make sense of it all and avoid overwhelm. Capture, sort, and use all the information you encounter during your day. Ideas, emails, documents, websites, pictures, audio, and more. Stay on top of your to-do list by creating tasks that live inside your notes. Link those notes to calendar events so that you're prepared for every meeting and see it all in a convenient, customizable dashboard. Once you capture something in Evernote, it's saved forever. Powerful search functionality makes it easy to find what you need later, so Evernote becomes your second brain, where you can not only store information, but connect those ideas and put them to work for you. With Evernote, you can remember everything, be more productive, and accomplish anything. Get started today by going to jonathangaby.com slash Evernote to sign up for an account today. That's jonathangaby.com slash E-V-E-R-N-O-T-E. So what is the big picture marketing framework? Well, as you know, marketing is hard to begin with. And what makes marketing even harder is not having the right tools or frameworks to adequately solve your business problems and make intelligent decisions. The big picture framework includes six modules that every strategy should work through. These are one, the business objective. Number two, the marketing objective. Number three, the source of volume. Now, fourth is the STP phase or part, and that is segmenting, targeting, and positioning. Fifth is execution, and that's where you put your product and price and place and promotion all together to get your product or service to market. And sixth and the final step is evaluation. Is what you're doing working? How can you change that? In this episode, I'll take the first two parts of the framework and discuss them with you here today. Those are the business objective and the marketing objective. What most people do when they start with the marketing campaign is start with the customer need and the customer wants. Ironically, this is the wrong place to start in your marketing campaign. The better place to start with is the business objective. It centers around answering the questions that are probably simplistic sounding, but really take some time to answer. And the answers that you get will help lay the foundation for future marketing decisions, uh, marketing ideas, and things like that. These questions are, 
Who are we? That's the first question we have to answer. This question is really meant to get at the heart of what we call the fundamental entity. That is, are we a company, a brand, a product, or a product line? It's vital that we start with this question first. But to find out who we are or what our fundamental entity is, we have to answer and ask to ask and answer these questions. First, how do our customers think about us? What's their perception of us in the marketplace? How does our company organize our products or brands? Are they distinct? Are they in a hybrid environment? Or are we in an umbrella branding situation? Finally, the question we have to ask ourselves to determine our fundamental entity, which is who we are, we have to answer the question, how does our uh, competitors see us? Then, after we have answered the question, who are we? Then we ask the question, what are we good at? This is a really simple question. But the thing I love about this framework is that it immediately forces us to play to our strengths. Imagine being in charge of marketing for a company that was great at working on cars and trucks and and to repair them. But then they decided that they wanted to start making donuts and pies because they saw the opportunity to make money because their customers at the shop liked eating donuts while waiting for their oil changes. This is, of course, a ridiculously hypothetical uh, scenario, but it is to prove a point. Businesses need to pay attention to what they do best and play to their strengths. Things that are core competencies might be a marketing department that can build a powerful and valuable brand. This department can do this for many brands. This garage example might have a proprietary approach to car repair, either using technology or innovation to make car repairs faster or train their mechanics in advanced uh, repair techniques. These competencies, what are we good at, are really housed in our people. So you have to understand and get to know your people in your in your business to really figure out what their talents are, their strengths, and what they're really, really good at. And then you can understand your core competencies because that will lead you into uh, ways that you can build assets and uh, build products and build services and things like that that are unbeatable in the marketplace. So part of the business objective is finding out who are we and then who are we or what are we good at? And then third, we have to find out and we have to ask our question, where are we going? What, what is our destination? This is simply the goal that we want to attain. What do we want to achieve? The goal is designed to make sure that we know, as Drew Boyd puts it, our North Star. It serves as a rallying point, as well as something that we can screen our decisions through. 
if we're ever in doubt or not sure about something that we're like a decision that we're making, we always look to the North Star to see if we're doing things that will get us to our goal. In the big picture framework, uh, the authors specify that goals should be measurable, time-dependent, single-minded, realistic, and integrated. (laughs) To me, it sounds a lot like the SMART framework, which is specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-bound. I like how the framework's components include integrated, and to the authors, that means that the goal should lead up to higher-order goals or be helped by lower-order goals from other departments or staff. Michael Hyatt of Full Focus Company has extended the goal framework of SMART to be smarter, so Perhaps I could coin, uh, coin, could coin, coin, easy for me to say, my own framework for goal setting to be smarty, where it's specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, time bound, integrated, and exciting. I mean, who wants to go after a goal that doesn't uh, get you? Up, at, up in the morning or keep you up at night because you're so excited to get this goal achieved. Well, I think I just did on the Marketing Distilled podcast. The fourth question we have to ask ourselves is, what business are we in? This question is geared towards narrowing down your company's focus on what you will do or are doing. Apple can... can can answer this simply by saying that Apple is in the lifestyle electronics business. We make computers, accessories, tablets, phones, and electronic devices for people to have a more meaningful life. For your business, this is really the category that you're in. And this will help us in the framework as we move through the work. But we'll be back with part two of the Big Picture Framework after a word from our sponsor, WP Engine. This episode of Marketing Distilled is brought to you by WP Engine. WP Engine is the world's leading WordPress digital experience platform that gives enterprises and agencies the agility, performance, intelligence, and integrations they need to drive their business forward faster. WP Engine's combination of tech innovation and an award-winning team of WordPress experts is trusted by over 60,000 companies across over 140 countries to provide counsel and support to help brands create world-class digital experiences. I use WP Engine exclusively because of their strength in using WordPress and their unbeatable support when I need help. Get started by visiting jonathangaby.com slash WP Engine. That's jonathangaby.com slash WP Engine. So thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Distilled podcast. I'd like to ask that you'd rate and review the podcast through whatever podcast tool you use, especially in iTunes. It means a lot to me that you do so because it would help others find my podcast episodes and they could be helped 
especially if they're marketers and especially if they're business owners who are marketing their own businesses. And also, if you would, I'd love it if you would email me at contact at jonathangaby.com with your suggestions for future so shows, your questions and comments, if you like. I've used whole episodes of Marketing Distilled to help businesses with their questions. I'd love to help you, too. Just record a voice memo and email it to me or type it in the email and send it to me at contact at jonathangaby.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Part two is the marketing objective. Now, if you're still with me after part one, congratulations. We'll actually get going with more marketing uh, tactics and tips and tricks. First, marketing is all about one thing, acquiring or retaining customers. So the next question naturally should be, how do we define our customers? This is important because we want to know not only who our customers are, we also want to know who our customers aren't. But there's another benefit to defining who our customers are. We define our customers so that we know how many customers there are potentially in your market. So that could be total addressable uh, audience or the total possible people that could buy your product or consume your service. To now think about marketing, after we understand our customer, we should understand two very important concepts, customer loyalty and customer lifetime value. There's a simple way to understand customer loyalty, and that is this. It always costs more to get a new customer than it does to keep a customer. Customer lifetime value is also defined by the total value of a customer throughout the life of the relationship with the business. From the first transaction Mr. Smith takes with your business to sadly the very last transaction or purchase Mr. Smith makes in your business. That is the total value of a customer. Then we have to decide what our objective is. This is really simple, simply to ask the question, do we want to acquire new customers from an existing uh, customer base? Or do we want to retain the ones that we have fought really hard to acquire? Of course, for any business, it's going to really be an acquisition of new customers, but we should always have the retention of those customers in mind. The best companies have some sort of strategy that goes vaguely like this. I want to have customers buy from me more often, and they should want to pay the full amount for the product, and they will tell their friends and our own business team, like the people that work for us, about our business. So at this point, you'll want to assess how loyal and what kind of loyalty your customers have toward your brand. 
The big picture framework places a customer in three different categories of loyalty. And here they are. Are you ready? The first one is heart loyal. These folks are most loyal. These are intensely loyal and view their purchase of your product as if it were part of their identity. They're tied to your brand emotionally. You know you have a heart loyal customer if, for example, they only buy your product or they go to such extremes as having the logo of your business tattooed on their bicep. These people are fanatics. The Apple fanboy, the Apple uh, cult member, you know, the, the people that will only buy Apple products or the people that will only buy uh, PNG products or they will only buy uh, Dove soap because they've been using it for years. Next loyal is the head loyal people. These customers or these people are highly engaged, but not as much. These people are more likely to use your, use your product based on performance and logical arguments. Yes, they know that there are other products or services out there, but they like yours because they have because you have presented with them logical arguments about how your product or service is better than the competition or the way that it performs is just something that they enjoy, that they like. So they will most likely go with you if they are at the grocery store and walking down the aisle, they will pick up your product because they know your performance and they know that it'll work and they will prefer it uh, over most other brands. Now, the least loyal are the hand loyal people. These people are least loyal or they don't really consider other alternatives. They use the product and they likely will continue to use the product just because it works. The best example I have and this is one that the authors of the big picture framework work into their, their textbook that I'm using, is the ingredient salt. Sure, there are lots of options when you go down the baking aisle at your local grocery store, and there are the store version salt, there's like the high-end salt, there's like all sorts of different salts, but a hand loyal is probably going to choose the one that is cheapest and has everything that they want in that salt. I mean, salt is salt, right? It's not like it's going to change. So as they walk through the grocery store aisle, they will just grab whatever they can with their hand. That's why they call them hand loyal. Now that we understand who our customer is, how many they are, and the lifetime value and their loyalty, we now have to think about the marketing activities we should do to either acquire or retain those customers. The kind of acquisition activities we do depend on a couple things. One, do we need to bring new users into the category of the business? Like, have they never tried this thing before in, in this category? Or do we 
want to entice customers who are already in the category to switch to our product. A lot, a lot of marketers will offer free trials of products or high-value coupons, and these things should only be done if we know that offering customers a free sample or a discount will lead to a life of business with the customer. Otherwise, it's just money poorly spent. And if we don't know that for sure that our free product or uh, high-value coupon will automatically give us a lifetime, customer or a customer for a longer period of time, we ought to consider using informational advertising to help the customer, quote, support their new habit in purchasing our product and to continue to buy our product based on the experiences that they receive with us. So that's acquisition activities. That's how to uh, <clears throat> bring a new customer into the category of our business, like Apple's lifestyle, uh, electronic lifestyle business, or it is a way to get people to buy their first uh, product that is in this category. Uh, we need to consider those to acquire new customers. Next, we want to consider various retention activities in our business. Retention activities and money spent on keeping business, uh, keeping customers has a couple of effects. First, we know that as a business, we won't need to make that initial investment of money to acquire them. They've already been acquired. We can spend less money to keep them by reinforcing the features and benefits and the value that the uh, product gives them. Second, we are actually defending ourselves from competition. Because from a customer's perspective, why would they want to switch from our product to another one? They already use a product that works for them, whether they be heart, head, or hand loyal. There's no reason for them to go shopping anywhere else because we solve the problem that they have for them. So why would they go anywhere else? People don't want to make decisions. They don't want to um, go through the, the effort of making a new decision all the time. They like the way things are. So there are a couple tactics that a business can use to retain those customers. First, and this is a very popular one now, uh, they can, we can install a loyalty program to reward customers for repeat purchases. Many restaurants are engaged in this kind of tactic where customers get points for purchases and can use those points to get free menu items. Airlines do this with incredible results with a frequent flyer program. Another way to install a loyalty program is to develop a customer relationship management approach to loyalty. Using technology, you could track uh, the, the amount of purchases that people are making and the amount of money that they are spending, and you can aggregate all those kind of things into a database where you can potentially do a couple things. One, you can reward customers who are well engaged with your business. Hey, I noticed that you have been with us for quite some time, Mr. Smith. 
I want to reward you by giving you a free menu item or a uh, a free $50 gift uh, certificate to our business to get anything that you want from our store. On the flip side, on the flip side, you could also stimulate customers who haven't bought from you in a while with something to come back to the store. Hey, Mr. Smith, I noticed that you haven't been into our wine shop lately. I would like to give you a free cheese plate for you to come in and enjoy a nice bottle of wine and enjoy our service once again to uh, come back and see us. We we miss you, Mr. Smith. That's what that is saying. All these activities are great, but on the executional side of things, I think it's important that the marketing department communicate the value of loyalty to the customer service people and those who serve customers at the point of sale or whenever the rubber meets the road, let's say. Training your staff to recognize people who are of a certain status with your, uh, or re recognizing the loyalty in the moment is crucial. You don't ever want to have all this work done on the back end only to diminish your customer's relationship because a clerk who either doesn't know or doesn't care about the loyalty program shows no interest in the customer that is coming to buy a product or service from you. That's the worst thing that you could do. So it's really at this point, after you have figured out what your retention activities are, then you have to communicate that not only with your marketing department, with your sales department, you have to communicate that with everybody in the business. Because as a lot of customer, a lot of businesses are aware of these days, is that the only reason why a business is in, in a business is in business in the first place is because of their customers. Because a customer is coming to them, they are buying their product and they are using that product and they are repeatedly buying and using the products that they sell. If it were not for the customer, we would not be here. I've seen that slogan on many a uh, door to uh, customer, uh, many a door to restaurants and to businesses and, and things like that to remind employees to be kind and courteous and, and helpful to their customers who come in and make purchases. Because, because again, if a customer does not buy, then there's no business. And if there's no business, there's no uh, payroll. There's no, there's no reason for them to be there. So my point here is, is that whatever retention strategy you, you come up with, that you educate your entire team, your entire company as to what this is, why it's important, and how to interact with the customer uh, if they discover that the, a person has has a higher has a high st status in their business, well, that is phase two of the big picture marketing framework. The first phase was determining your business's objective. That was answering the questions: Who are we? What are we good at? And where are we going? And what business are we in? And then the second part of the big picture marketing framework is the marketing objective. And that is determining your who your customer is, how many customers there are, uh, the uh, loyalty of various customers that you might have, and 
different strategies and, and um, considerations when you are going to engage in acquisition of new customers or retention of those customers. As we conclude, I want to just kind of sum up what the big picture is again and encourage you to listen to next the, the next episode of the Marketing Distilled Podcast where we'll break down the next two parts of the big picture framework. So the big picture framework is a unique and better framework for marketers to use in their work in their company. It's a six part framework that analyzes the following. First, the business objective. Second, the marketing objective. Third, the source of volume, where the customers are coming from. Fourth, STP. No, that's not Stone Temple Pilots. It's segment targeting and positioning. Fifth is the execution, the product place, price, and promotion. Finally, it's the evaluation of your marketing efforts. This episode of Marketing Distilled has discussed the basics of the first two parts of the framework, the business objective and marketing objective. Stay tuned to the next episode of the Marketing Distilled Podcast, where the next episode will discuss the source of volume and segmenting, targeting, and positioning. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.